And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael here at DetroitLions.com as we talk Lions football. Victory Monday. Hello, Mike. Hello, Kenny. Victory Monday sounds pretty good. It really does. You know, even though the Lions now are 9-3, and three, which I haven't seen in a long time. Matter of fact, I've never seen it. But um, well, yes, you have. Sixty-two. I was not. I was no. No, I haven't seen it. This is new for me. Even though I'm, I'm sorry. I was thinking of nine wins. Okay, go ahead. No, I've seen nine wins. Oh, of course, I've seen nine wins before. But I'm talking about nine and three. I've never seen this. This Is all new territory for me. Um, Even though they're nine and three, the stench of that Green Bay game still kind of rubs off, even after a victory yesterday. And I don't know why. And listening around town. even people, even though it was a victory and it wasn't the way they wanted a victory, it just that stench of that, that Thanksgiving game is going to linger a while, don't you think? I think a little bit, but it'll linger as long as you want it to. You know, it's, it's, it's entirely up to ourselves. Might, might be you and friends, players, coaches here at, at the Detroit Lions offices. It, it'll linger as long as they let it linger. There's ways to change it, though, and that's to keep winning and then. And then, well, first of all, the first step was to start back winning, winning their next game, which they did, and and keep at it, you know, because there's nothing you can do about it. And no, nothing it's you can not do about like, it. It's not, and it's not like they've lost other games. And 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 the bottom line is that they're nine and three, and I think they've got the best record of all but what four or five teams in the league. So move on, boys, move on. Well, one thing that's good out of this, and I know people aren't going to think this is good, but I think it's good. That the national media talking about the Lions being the best team in the league is over now, no matter if they win the next two or three. And to me, they don't need to hear that they're the best team in the division. Just keep winning, and everything will take care of itself or, you know, do what you got to do. But I just thought that they were making the Lions a little more than they are right now, and I thought that was just not good for their mental health. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't exactly agree with that. I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't. I'm not so sure it has that that impact on the Detroit Lions, but it might. But I, I think that just look, just play the schedule. You've got five games left. Just play. You know, I think I've said that right at the start of the season. Just play and maybe play good, play good ball. Things will work out one way or the other. But just just play. That's the starting point, and that's the most important point. Yeah. And I still want to see them get better as the season's going on. And I just don't think they are as good as they were early for whatever reasons. But I think that they can start to trend toward playing all around better these last five games. Because when you go in the playoffs, and I'm going to tell you right now, it may not have the why by their name in the, in the standings. But nine wins, they're in the playoffs right now. I mean, it's not official yet because – you have to have a couple more weeks go by and teams have to play each other. But nine wins is going to be one of the wild cards. So if you're worried about playoffs, I think they're already in. They don't have to win another game to be in. But we want to continue this, and don't worry about where you're at now. You know, Kenny, just one thing. I'm not I'm not positive that I agree with you that they're a better team now. I, I, they're a more experienced team, I think. But I think, I think the other part of it is teams have had a chance to figure them out now. You know, starting last year, you know, and, and then and, and then through this season, they're starting to figure them out. And I, I, I think they're, it, it's a little harder for the Detroit Lions to, to do certain things than it was, say, six weeks, eight weeks ago, whatever, when they just sort of exploded, you know, on the, on the, on the scene as, as the hot new thing uh, going down. So I think, you know, when teams start to start to, uh, start to you know, figure you out, especially when you're playing teams in your division that are competing for a playoff berth also, because you play them twice a year forever, 
I think it, I think it gets harder. And I don't know. Maybe you are getting better, and teams are just adapting to what you're doing. Yeah, I didn't say they were better than last year. I didn't say they're better than not than earlier in the season. I just think that they they should start trending toward playing better these last five games. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I misunderstood that. And also, the, 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 the other part of it is, and, the, and to me, it's a big part. And I've always believed this: that when you get closer to the end, the games become more important, and players will do things and take chances that they wouldn't, like on the first of October. You know, when because this is when you can, this is when you can get in the playoffs. This is when you can make a run and maybe win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But I think I think players will they'll, they'll sell out for for everything you know, to make to make a play. I don't think necessarily they'll do that at certain points in, in this, earlier in the season. That's, yeah. And that's just my own theory, yeah. talking to guys and so on. Yeah, my one thing about that Green Bay loss, though, is that this team is going to take each game game by game from this point on. I just think that's what happened. I think it's what happened yesterday, and I think that's what's going to happen from now on. They're not going to get the uh, down-the-road eyes or clinching eyes or we're the best-in-the-league eyes. <laughs> They're going to get the – Okay, the next, who's up next? And this is what we this is this is our game every week, and this is all we're thinking about because they can't get distracted. And I'm happy Green Bay is winning. I'm happy Green Bay's won whatever four in a row, and the rest of the schedule they might not lose another game. I'm happy for that because that will keep the Lions on pace. I don't want to see them coasting in the rest of the year. I want to see them having to play, having to play their best, and like you said, see which players you can depend on in crucial situations. Yeah, I don't want to see him go like one and four in the last five games and and, and, and just drip in at, at ten and ten and seven right. or something like that. No, right. look, you want to make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. You know that's the absolute spoken goal at the start of the season. But I want him to, to you know to go into the go into the playoffs. You know, really really tuned up and, and playing good ball. Yeah, um, and exactly that. Um, I just feel that. Well, we'll talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. And when, well, I'll tell you about whatever happened. But I do want to say this. I always broke the season down into quarters. I was the first one to do that, too, before the coaches and all this started. I remember oh, me and you. I got on. it on podcast from years ago. I told you about I break it down into quarters. And if you win three quarters and don't lose a quarter, oh. you're in the playoffs. If you win three and you tie another one <laughs> or you win all four, you're in the playoffs. I said that a long time ago. But anyway, they finished the three quarters now, three and one <laughs> each quarter. That's fantastic. You cannot beat that unless you know that's that's perfect for where they are now. And I just think nine and three is a great mark. Do you think they've overachieved, or do you think they've got what they what they what they deserve to get? I think they have overachieved from the beginning of the season. But if you look at it as the games are being played, they got what they got coming. I only think the only game that I said that, you know, just put it like this: beginning of the season. If I'd have told you nine and three after twelve, you'd have took it in a minute and wouldn't have thought about it because you sure, had you absolutely. had it predicted you had it predicted like seven and whatever and you know seven and five or whatever you'd had it like that, but I just think that they they the only game the Green Bay game is the only game I thought that they they had a, they should have played better and could have won the Baltimore game I, I could see that loss not the way it happened not the the beat down they took and the Seattle game that's Seattle just got their number. That's one of those games. They got their number. You know what? It was back and forth, and back and forth happened yeah. to be overtime. And you just whoever got the was. coin flip, or if they would have, I going back on that. Now I bet if Dan Campbell goes back, he's not, um, 
he's not conservative at the end of regulation and went for it with a win instead of the tag. Right. I right. bet you, knowing back, going on what he knows, and he should have known anyway because with that coin flip, everything's a, you know, an if. So I would have went for the win. They were on like the 18 or 20-yard line. He didn't take one shot in the end zone. He just basically must set it up for the tie and field goal. So I, I, that would have changed. But maybe that was, in the long run, that's the best form. You know, the, the best really? You know, one thing about the Lions you know, in the line that we're talking about and is that, and I don't know if you, I, I think you might agree with me, they know how to close out a game. You know, they know how to, you know, they got, yeah. Yeah. They they got, got close. three minutes to go, four minutes to they go, they close. close. And, that's, and uh, you may not like Jared Goff as much as I do, but that's one of his strengths. He can close out a game. He, he'll, he'll, he'll make the throws to and send everybody home happy. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about yesterday's game, a 33-28 Closer right. game than it should have been. Closer game than it probably would be if you played it ten times. But again, when you jump out to twenty-one-seven, I looked. It was twenty-one nothing, and it's still seven minutes left in the first quarter. And I'm like, man, this is going to be a long game. This could go either way because they scored so much and so fast early that you still got a long game to play. So I wasn't surprised the the um, Saints got got back in the game because they were fighting for their playoff lives too. You got to remember that. And that's well, a home game and. They do have some players. I'm not happy with their quarterbacking, but they do have some players on that team. Well, you know, yeah, and but you know, that's as you said that there was still a lot, a lot of a lot of football to be played, and they played it. But one thing, they never got the, the Lions never lost the lead. No, they had the lead right from start to finish. It no. was, they never lost it. I think um, Ben Johnson got a little conservative there in the second quarter, though, and whatever. I, I just. I don't know if it was just that – I don't know what it was, but I just felt that – I felt the momentum when it started to change. And, you know, if you look at golf, he didn't throw. What, did he throw 26 passes for the game? That's that's not a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah was, 25, 16, 16 to 25. 16 for 25. And they only ran – I'm looking at this here. They only ran 58 offensive plays. Right, which was 33 of them, I think, were runs. Yeah, so it mistaken. wasn't a big something like that, throwing anyway. gallery that they had, you know. And then well, cause, you know, it's because yeah, it was when, the, when the Saints got in the game, they had the ball and they kept the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, which we're going to talk about the defense in a minute. But I'm going to tell you right now, any other old guy sitting on the bench the Lions want to bring in this week, I'm all for it. Because Bruce Irvin, his first play, he comes in to get us a sack. I'm like, where did he's been sitting on the couch for you know, 10 weeks. Yeah, he's, look, he had 55 and a half career sacks for five teams over 12 years, or whatever it was, or 11 years. Now he's got one on his first day with his with his new team. So that was he just exploded on that one too. They didn't even touch him. It's just a guy who knows how to. He knows how, how to play. play and it wasn't even his biggest yeah. play. Taking um, Carr out of the game was the bigger play. I think that would have been a sack if it wasn't for the. Penalty, which I understand why they call him now, but you know, ten years ago that was just been a sack or a bit of whatever. Oh, they, yeah, that, they yeah. would have gotten a raise. But he's still getting to the quarterback, and that's why I'm like, where were these other guys all these weeks? If a guy can come off the street and put pressure on, and you see it, visible pressure. Yep. That 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 other side has been lacking. But then Romeo Okora must have got inspired by it because he he must have seen the writing on the wall, so he got a sack. So you know, maybe Bruce Irvin is just there to inspire and play. No, absolutely. That was that was a big play for the Detroit Lions, and probably you know it's a big play for Bruce Irvin too, because now she's showing the Detroit Lions something that look, I can play this game still. Now he's not going to play forty snaps. He played uh, eleven, I think. Yeah, he played eleven snaps. Yeah, eleven nine. snaps, and the core played nine. But you know what? 
All I need you for, like I told you, is 11 snaps, 15 snaps. That's all they need from him. But they're they're impactful, and he, you, you know, he's a presence out there still. And if you keep him at, you know, 15 plays or under for a game, even at his age, he should be able to. He'll should be better make it through the season and, yeah, and, and don't, produce. Don't, don't wear him out. He's yeah, you know, five games to go. But I thought Josh Pascoe played a real good game yesterday. I don't know Very if he put up in the storm. Yeah, and he would have had the sack if Irvin didn't have it on that first play because he was he was closing. He would have got it if Irvin didn't get there first. So I saw a couple times Pascoe was right in there on the pass rush. So. I just thought those two played real good ball. The line, to me, played pretty good yesterday. Yeah, there was uh, some big plays by guys named Josh. One was a wide receiver. One was a defensive lineman. Yeah. Um, Defensively, though, that defensive backfield needs some work. I mean, they had a lot of third and longs unconverted, and those are plays that I think in the future, if Gardner-Johnson comes back, he's needed back. If he gets back before the playoffs or even before the end of the season – He'll solidify back there. I just think that's where they're having the problems on the back end. Yeah, I was listening to one of the ESPN shows this morning, and they made a point that's a valid point. Two of their best defensive players aren't playing, and maybe they can get them back for the uh, get them back for for the playoffs or the last couple of games of the regular season. But one is a pass rusher, and the other one's a, a safety. That's James yeah, Houston for the old people out there. James, James Houston, Houston yeah. and, and Garner Johnson is a safety. Garner Johnson, when we come and look at the past of the season, he he is he is missed. He is definitely missed. No, absolutely. He played that one game. Just even on attitude, he's missed too. Because I just think he is the uh, he's the, like an inspiration bunny. He's a he's an energizer bunny out there, and I just think that they'll miss him. And, he he put on his Instagram December twentieth. I don't know what that meant. He put December twentieth in the Lions, so I don't know what that means, but we'll see. Well, I think it means that he expects to be back and and, and uh, participating on December twentieth. Now I don't read, not trying to read his mind, but what else would it be? Yeah, and also, Mike, uh, I'm a, I don't know about you, and I'm just reverting to yesterday's game, but they got to get the ball to Jameson Williams more than just one or two times a game. I mean, you can see functional ability on the field. I mean, that reverse, Mike, he cut every angle off and just blew by guys, man. I, when, I don't know when, what the speed made, comes out, but that that was – when he once he turned the corner, it was, it was over. I was just going to say that when, when he turned the corner and accelerated, it was – you know what? It was fun to watch. And then when he took off and just glided headfirst into the end zone and then did the little sit-down dance or whatever it was, look, this kid is a factor, and I'm not ashamed to say it, he's better than I thought. Yeah, well, he's got to stop that diving, though. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get hurt celebrating. Just be running the end zone. If he wants to dive, let him dive. Uh, Yeah, and then when he gets hurt, I'm going to do the podcast and Mike is belittling him from injuring himself. Just running the end zone. As a matter of fact, I'm recording one right now, a little comment. <laughs> but one catch a week is He's not enough for this guy, man. And oh, that's Ben Johnson. I'm, I'm, and if Ben Johnson's, you know, saving him for the end of the season or incorporating whatever, but you, it's it's a it's a it's a crime if you don't get him a, at least five touches a week. A crime? A crime against humanity. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> And they, right now, they, okay. see, we can say that right now because the offense hums and, you know, you don't have to have him. But, Mike, this offense can go so many more places. 
especially now that Laporta. Well, Laporta's been playing this way since the first preseason. Since the first preseason, no, but he hasn't had a game. But but I'm saying the first practice when they first got drafted, you just yeah. saw immediately his his the way he caught balls and and him and golf were together. And I'm not surprised with anything Laporta does this year because I we saw it all camp. It's nothing different. Well, he's but look when the lights are on, that's that's a little bit different. But look. The big stat to me yesterday was nine targets, nine catches for Laporta. That means if you throw it to him, he'll catch it. Yeah. But you got to get Williams the ball. One target, one reception, a good catch too, and then the one reverse. You just got to get them more involved. And that, like I said, they didn't throw a lot yesterday, 26 pass, so I'm not going to argue because, you know, um, St. Brown only got two receptions on six, you know, t- six, six targets. targets. Two catches. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not going to argue that. But as you go forward, I want to see Williams get more involved. The running game, it really Gibbs didn't really get involved. Yeah, he was running good. He only had eight carries, uh, 60 yards, and he only had one pass for a minus six. So he really didn't get involved in receiving game. But like I said, I put that as an anomaly because they didn't pass a lot. They got up ahead so much, and they just, you know, did other things. But you're going to need those guys coming up. And this offense now, what I want to see for the next five games is to get playoff ready. Well, what I want to see is just do whatever it takes to win games. Just that's all. That's, well, that's getting playoff ready to me. The win yeah, games. It's, I don't think the I, offense is going to be the problem in winning games the next five. No, years. it's the defense. It's the defense, and I don't know what you're going to be able to do with it at this point of the season. I did my Brad Holmes rant the other week, and people tweeted me and emailed me that I was being too hard on Mister Holmes. So I guess I'll slack off for now on it, and. uh let it go. The Irvin thing looks like a nice acquisition that you didn't have to pay anything for except money. So that's good. So we'll see if some of these guys are coming back. They know more than we do right now about who's coming back and when and, you know, what's needed. I just feel that the back end needs to be taken care of a little more and they need pass rush. If they do those two things, I thought the linebackers played real good. I thought Jack Campbell played a real good game yesterday. Jack Campbell and and and, and uh, Derek Burns too. I thought that, and you know, uh, going uh, to add because it? add another add um Maven, Reeves Maven, uh, right? Yeah, right, Reeves Maven. He was more than a special teams player. I mean, he's a you know core four special teamers, and he had a good good day playing linebacker. Yeah, he did, and he's you could tell as athletic he is. He's one of the better cover linebackers out there. So. um We'll see how that and works so, out. And Kenny, and so did Malcolm Rodriguez. So, you know, he's lost his starting job. Really, he hasn't been in the rotation to any degree in the last two, three, four games. But there's an opportunity to play, and he played well. Yeah, I, I think I saw he played 30, uh, 31 snaps yesterday. And he, like you say, he, he, yeah, some weeks he snap. played two snaps and one snap. He hadn't played a lot of defense, so he played good. The problem, like I said, the back end was the problem yesterday, and I just think that that was it. Now, something interesting happened last night that Bohanna started the game. Quentin Bohanna, the defensive tackle, and that, um, yeah. you know, J- Jones didn't start, who is usually the starter, Benito Jones. I wonder, is that just a uh, – because this is the last week you can elevate Bohanna without um, putting him on the active roster. So I'm just wondering how that's going to go forward. And, again, Bugs was inactive. Something's going on. Like, you you think it's not much and he's just going to be inactive, but something's <laughs> going on. I just – something is happening I with think- that, and I don't know who's talking about it. I'm taking it at face value that he'll play in some some games in certain certain you know situations situational uh, availability and some games he won't. That's just the way I look. There's a lot of guys 
who gets shuffled in and out. He's not the only one. Well, like I said, Bohanna can't be brought up again unless you put him on the roster. I think it's only two games you can do it or three games you can do it, whatever it is. He's got to be put on the roster if you're keeping him. And if you're putting him on the roster, that means somebody's got to go. So we'll see how that works out this this week. You can't just, you know, you can't bring him up again as the two people that you bring up every week from the practice squad. Well, it would make lo- it'd be logical to me that the guy who's playing, Bohanna, would be the guy they'd keep and keep playing. Yeah, but I'm saying you got to make a roster spot for him, which means somebody's got to go. Right. Okay, okay. well, that's the, 50, the 53rd player on the roster. I'm not, would it be I'm the 53rd not. player or would it be the fourth D tackle? <laughs> Think, okay, about Think about I'm it. Think about it. I'm taking myself out of it. Yeah, take yourself out of it. Well, I mean, anyway, that was a good game, road game. Lions are 5-1 and one on the road this year. They got a better road tough. record than home record. And they're going to need it because, like I said, the next game, Chicago, they got Minnesota and Dallas on the road. So, is Chicago this weekend in the rematch? You think it'll be an easier game or a harder game to win this week? Harder, harder, harder. I'm talking about harder than the first Chicago game. Yeah, harder. Yeah, harder. Okay. I think it'll be harder. Yeah. I think it might be an easier game unless the elements get involved because – I just think they sleptwalk through that first game. I think they are well aware Chicago's got a good defense and it's a road game, and I think they'll be more up to play them. And with uh, Justin Fields doing that dancing and talking, I think they've fired up that team. I, I think they'll be ready more this game than they did that that home game. Well, they could. I just – look, they're getting closer and closer, you know, taking another step to, to clinch in a playoff berth, and I think that means something. I think that's a motivating factor. Look, and these are, look, there are a lot of young guys on this team, uh, who, and this is their first go-round in this, but when you think about it, those guys have played at Alabama and places like that, too, so they're used to they're used to pressure games, pressure situations late in the season, so I, it might, might be overstating that. Yeah, but one thing about it, since Green Bay's winning now, Division games are crucial, and they know that. So that's another reason why they won't be overlooking any of these division teams anymore. So you got three division games left, and you want to at least be four and two at the worst, five and one you hope for for the division. That way, there'll be no tiebreakers. They're three games up, and if they get a tiebreaker, that means you got to they got to basically lose out, and Green Bay has to win out to pass them. Just win your division games. Well, just like you said with the, the road games and all that, they've been good. They've been good in the division in the last two years. They were five and one last year, and what are they now? Two, two and one. one. This year? Two and one. That's what I said. Get at least five, four at the least, but get five division games. Remember, I told you before. If you split your road games, win six home games out of the eight, and split your road games, you'll be a playoff team. Well, they've already split. I mean, they've won five road games, so already they they're better than splitting the road series. And all they got to do now is just win their home games, right? And win, you know, win some division games. It's it's perfect. It's all set up for them. And like I said, I just want to see them continue to get better because looking at the games last night, uh, Philly, San Francisco, San Francisco to me might be the best team in the league now in the, in the in NFC. Football. Well, yeah. in the NFC, I'm just saying for the NFC, maybe football, but the best, the best team in the NFC. Period, yeah. yeah. So that's a team you got to deal with. If you can get the second. If you can get the second um, spot and, you know, San Francisco, because they play a harder schedule, gets the third spot, if you got to play them, at least you'll be able to – you'll have to play them at Ford Field. You know, you don't want to go out to San Francisco. So that's why you need to keep winning. 
part of it. Yeah, that's part and, of it. And I'm being, I'm being, I'm giving break to that because, you know, Philly, <laughs> Philly can lose two or three more games and be the second seed or the third seed, and and San Francisco could still get the first seed because they're only, I think, one game difference now. So, you know, to, to me, to me, Kenny, there's just something seems to be missing with 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 Philadelphia. Just, I know what it is. I know what it is. No, you tell me. It's that coach, man. I think he's a loosey goosey. He's he's a he's a he's a loose handle, and I think they play like that. You, if you go, all you people out there, go uh, Google Seth Joyner's criticism yesterday of the Eagles, and especially the D backs. It, it's worth the price of of Googling it. Go find it. He said the D-backs are scared to tackle. He said that only one of them will tackle anybody. He said if Debo would have talked all that stuff and they gave him the kickoff, he said, and nobody put a lumber on him. He's all these guys want to do is drag you down. They don't want to tackle anybody. He basically called them out. And um, he was kind of right. I looked at the, the Philadelphia. They don't tackle. The, those D-backs, just, they, they cover you, but they don't tackle. And they're bad in the back end. I'm not sure if I agree or disagree, but I certainly Seth Joyner would know more about it than I do. Oh, Mike, you got to see it. Anyway, you get a chance to go see it. I will. I'll try it. All right, well, it's Chicago this week. The Bears, they've been off for a week, so they got, they'll got they have the rest going into this game. But I think the Lions, they can they can see that finish line up ahead, and, and they, they know what they got to do. Weather is going to be a factor in this game. It's supposed to be snowing as of right now. And, you know, I, you get Jared Goff out there and outside. I'm always worried about that, but – We'll see as it comes this week what happens. But right now, enjoy a 9-3 team. And people, enjoy the ride. Don't worry about what the Lions aren't or can't do or don't have. They're a 9-3 team. Enjoy the ride. Just a minute. Spoken after you get your weekly dig into Jared Goff. (laughs) I heard that. Okay, I didn't dig you, man. He doesn't like being outside. <laughs> I think he gets from the, from the room to his car. Hey, he might sign with Minnesota outside. after he's done here. So you know how Minnesota has those tunnels where you never have to go outside in the wintertime. Right. That might be the best thing for him, but you don't want to get outside. Anyway, look, oh, are, Jared, prove, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, yeah. Jared. Make me an idiot. I don't have any problem with it. Make Ken Brown an idiot. I, I could do that. Yeah, well, that's true, too. All right, that's Michael here at DetroitLions.com. Ken Brown from WGI Radio. Alex Anzalone, 430 on Monday as we bring the new father in and talk about the game that he did not play and if we'll be seeing him soon. So join us on that. Mike, I'll talk to you Friday when we do our game review. All right, Kenny Brown. All right, that's Michael here, DetroitLions.com. Ken Brown, we're out.